Welcome back to the Run Alive Intervals. This week we had Zoe Doyle on the podcast and we heard from her about juggling motherhood, training and her values, often having to push back against expectations when she needed to and carve out time to care for herself. Since we recorded back in the summer, she went on to the European Masters in Pescara and came back with gold medals in the 1500 and the 800. She also ran a W45 British record in the 800 metres that day. Um, so I want to break the cycle with, with my own children of them feeling like success is just about achieving and actually make them feel deeply loved being heard, understood, spend time with each one individually, um, because I think that's the most important thing. You know, they, they, we are their role models, and they see how hard I work. I don't need to worry about them working hard. My husband works really hard too. That they, that's that they're going to do that naturally. But I, I, what I'm more concerned about is them not placing their self worth on what they achieve or don't achieve. We're delighted that this season the podcast is sponsored by Run Unbound and head coach James Riley popped in to tell us why he's sponsoring the podcast. Comes back to collaboration, Ed. You know, we're better working together. You know, Run Unbound and Run Alive are two sort of running startups. And what I really like about Run Unlive is the stories you help your guests tell about how running changed their life. And, you know, that's what Run, Run Unbound is really about. It's about personalised training, support and the collaboration to bring joy to people's lives through running. You can find out more about Run Unbound at rununbound.com. In this clip from Zoe for this Run Alive interval, we discuss how she successfully balanced her passion for running with family life. She shares a little bit about her own journey of self-discovery and the importance of prioritising happiness over achievement, especially for her kids. We started off by asking her how she knows when she's got the balance of her life slightly wrong. Um, well, I think if my body's not recovering and I think, um, you know, am I doing too much? It may not even be the training. It might be that I'm just, diary's too busy mm. with stuff. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I'm just, instead of just pushing through, I'm listening to my body a lot more than I used to. Um, that's kind of key, really. Um, okay, so this is just a personal point, right? But um, just seeing as you mentioned that, it's not not in our plan at all, but that phrase, listening to my body, like that's the thing which I've heard lots of people say all the time. <laughs> and I think it means different things to different people. I certainly, I guess I'd say, I'm learning how to do it as well <laughs> in my own training, but I don't know. I, just because you said it, I've been thinking about it personally quite a bit over the last few days. What does that actually mean for you to listen to your body? What, like, give us an example of how how so you might do that, and then we'll go I'm, back to the question. <laughs> yeah, if my sleep is not as good as I know it should be, I mean things like resting heart rate. Right. I think actually having this sort of smart watches these days give us give us an insight into because it, it, yeah you. Like if, if, if it's coming up to a race and then your body starts to feel weird anyway. So so I know that you can kind of maybe see things that aren't even there um, at some points. But but I think, yeah, measures of like whether an easy run 
I feel I feel tired, mm. and or it's it's much slower than it would normally be, or um, yeah, just that I've got I'm aching when after a gym session, which I wouldn't normally. Um, and yeah, and I, I think I, I think sleep and sleep can also be that you've got things on your mind. But normally, mm. I sleep really well. Um, yeah, I think the performance data is quite mm. is quite important. That's really interesting. I think, especially because um, we're all juggling more than just our running. I mean, and obviously, you're super competitive and high level at running and. We're less so, and there'll be others somewhere in between. And you know, uh, running mean that that kind of commitment that we have to running one way or the other is different for everyone. But we also have you've got three children, so do I. Gary's got two, like you know, and they have demand. Family life has demands. Work, other work is having demands. So again, like, how do you know whether it's your body or it's just the demands of life, or is it both? And you know, yeah. how do you go about navigating that? Well, I on a Sunday night, I I plan my week and I I have to visually see it. So I write out my diary for the week, and I, and I think even that can help because you can think, am I just back to back with things? Have I got enough time to actually take some time out? And um, yeah, I think planning too much actually, I I need to have time where I'm just got an afternoon of not doing that much or at least a couple of hours um so I, th- I think that's quite big for me also like being on the phone too much and again the phone tells you if you've if you've uh if <laughs> if your viewing times in- increase doesn't it um so that to me is like it's not just tiredness scrolling it's it's usually and you can become overactivated. So, I mean, I switch my phone off at eight or nine every night um, because I think by that time you just need to wind down, have a good night's sleep. Um, but but even not being on it too much during the day, um, I think it's, 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 it's the approach. Uh, you know, all of... I started doing it because I wanted the kids to. None of us have our phones in, in the bedrooms at night and... Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think little things like that you can start to, and then I suppose my maybe coping mechanisms which we've all got start to kick in, and, and you and you notice them, and you think, oh, okay, well, what's going on? Actually, you need to ask yourself that question. Yeah, I'm hearing a really really lovely blend of like the the data and the the information that you can get, and the and the kind of sense of intuition and listening to your body and the other things that are going on. But what's sort of underneath a lot of this is your capacity to remain aware of what's going on with you and to see that as an important thing and to pay attention to that and be conscious of of all of these things because otherwise you could very easily just ignore all of this great stuff at your disposal and all these signals are getting from your body. But it seems like you've really cultivated an ability to be appropriately aware of it without being obsessed on it about it, just use it to guide you. I was curious coming into this to know how the last you've had children for a, for a little while. I think I think one of them's in, in in their teens. So you've clearly you're clearly someone who changes and places emphasis on sort of self transformation and 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 change. How have you noticed you parent differently 
from how you're used to over the last couple of years? Well, I think once I became aware of the cycle and, you know, like I spoke about my mum and my mum's got lack of fulfillment, maybe not feeling good enough issues going on, which is why she's really put it onto her kids to achieve, achieve the, you know, she wanted us all to go to university because my parents didn't go to university and move away from Newcastle where I'm from and, you know, it, she, my sister's a very good tennis player. She, she, tennis was her thing. Like, um, so I want to break the cycle with with my own children of them feeling like success is just about achieving, and actually make them feel deeply loved, seen, heard, understood, spend time with each one individually, um, because I think that's the most important thing. You know, they they. We are their role models, and they see how hard I work. I don't need to worry about them working hard. My husband works really hard too. That they—that's they're going to do that naturally. But I, I, what I'm more concerned about is them not placing their self worth on what they achieve or don't achieve. And actually, that success is is about happiness and fulfillment, and that doesn't necessarily mean financially earning a certain amount or um winning you know it's it's okay to just to not win and you know my sister my um my daughter's started running and she's she's an under um, 13 she's actually 11 and and she head will go down when she doesn't come in the top three or she doesn't win and and I just like really got to you know I hate that I hate that comparison I just I like it's about you. You did really well. You got a PB. You ran really fast. And and actually, I, I say to her, I'm not. You've done so well this season. Like you can't always get PBs. You know, it's just about you trying your mm. best. That's enough. That's always enough. If you try, if you try really hard, you try the best on that day, the given circumstances. That is always enough. And I just I want my kids to feel like. They are enough for who they are without anything else. Um, and, yeah, I, I think maybe that's... Not, I think we talk to our kids in a different way. You know, I'm not going to be unfair on my parents. I think it's just mm-hmm. a generational thing. We are so much more aware of of, of all of that and how to mm-hmm. talk to our kids and, and, and what's, what, what they need to hear. Um, and I think it just... We used to, you know, we're used to suppressing our emotions, mm. and um, and actually, I want my kids to feel the whole spectrum of emotions, mm. and that there's no right or wrong, and it's okay for a girl to be angry and a girl to be competitive, because that's like the stereotypes of, of it's not really being a female attribute. Um, my daughter's not going to have that so much because she's got two brothers, um, whereas I had two <laughs> sisters and went to an all-girls school. Um, so, so, so yeah, when she's angry, it's like, it, it, and, and she fights like a boy. It's like, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Actually. Don't forget, you can listen to the full episode wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back on Friday with a brand new episode. Coming up this week is Martin Yelling, who's a coach, host of the very uh, popular Marathon Talk podcast and also founder of a children's mental health and exercise charity. 
Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Uh, and please, if you enjoyed this episode, the best thing you can do to help us grow this podcast is to share it with someone else. So think who needs to hear this message, whose life might be changed by this interview with Zoe. And please do pass it on and recommend us.